So why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? It's too tired. Fuck you. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to. Thank you. Yeah, at least you have some kind of, um, what's the word? Etiquette? I don't know. Couth? Wiz up here just trying to like ruin my day. Like I get mm. one joke. What did, the, what did the evil chicken lay? Devil eggs. Fuck you. <laughs> I, I, oh, I, just, I, I couldn't think of that one. I just bragged on you and you want to, you want to, okay. What did the pecan say to the walnut? We're friends because we're both nuts. I was going to say what's cracking. Hmm. Kind of funny. Hmm. That's, um, that's enough of the jokes. Okay. Well... back we're here again none of we already did not skip a week nobody asked oh, us yeah. to come back nobody asked us where we're going whenever we missed yeah. a few weeks or a week hey all 13 episodes. of our fans are still loyal i don't know i haven't i haven't heard nothing <laughs> from blythe i haven't haven't seen a listening snap from rowdy nobody hey, my, my father talked still, about it my father-in-law still listening episode 47 we're, we're, we're barely hanging in there we're like Conor McGregor against Mayweather right now. Just barely hanging in. It's yeah. it's so funny to me when Hunter's like, y'all do the intros, and then he does the saddest fucking intro. Oh, yeah. That's who I am as a person. Y'all should know that right now. You I, know what I was going to do? I was going to say, welcome back to episode 47. Of course, Wiz is finally back. Your champ is here. See, that's too corny. I don't give a shit That's the that. point. It's supposed to be corny. It's supposed to be champ stupid. Of what? Oh, fucking football. <laughs> fantasy football ended in december i've got that bitch for six five more months no no that fantasy football league's deader than i'm not i'm not gonna say i'm not five more months when the season starts i have it till season end actually but um, look fantasy football is more dead than dwayne haskins i wasn't gonna say it (laughs) man i don't think anyone drafted him last year they won't draft him this year either too soon too soon as i said the joke as i started the chat okay adam shifter um so something i saw on tiktok i wanted to throw out there i want to say it last week also but i wanted all three of us here you get ten thousand dollars you could take this ten thousand or ten million sorry ten million dollars you can take this ten million dollars but you'll have a tiny snail following oh, you yes. for the rest of your life. The snail will always know your location. And if the snail touches you at all, you will die a very gruesome and brutal death. And, and somehow the snail can board planes if you go to a different did, country. The snail is always like moving. Did you always say $10,000? I'm going million. to say $10 million. Okay. So, so, like, nothing will stop this snail from coming to you. Yes. It is, it but, is one mission for this snail is to come touch you. But if you settle down for too long, ooh, so you take back. A, are you taking the money? Or are you saying, no, that's too much? No, I mean, I'm obviously <laughs> taking the money. Yeah. Okay. I so, mean, how, like, how are you going to prevent the snail? Like, are you just always going to be watching? or? So, I saw, like, I saw a video, like, the gave like a really good solution to this 
but I can't remember what it was. I can, but, I've seen a few solutions. That was pretty, you genius. know what? I've got it. I've got it. This is my own solution off the top of my genius fucking brain. Uh, $10 million buy private island salt beach. It, it's gonna make it's gonna put on some fucking snail shoes and they get across that. No, thing. it's not a no, no, it, nothing snail. is nothing is not stopping the snail. I mean, a salt, a salt ring would stop the snail. I guess yes. in theory, but there's an airplane. Yeah, how's so, it? Is this snail fucking paratrooping into this island? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, well, whatever it takes. Very good. You're you're gonna look up one day and the snail's just gonna be like, Whoop, dead. I mean, I'll take it. Like uh, that's one of those. Oh, where it's, like, it's it's props, worth the risk. Props props to the snail at that point. Like <laughs> yeah. he. I mean, oh, aren't you aren't you immortal too? I didn't, I didn't hear that i don't oh, I, okay. seen the... I, I saw one about that and it's like you and the snail at the end of the universe just you finally oh. touch you i was about to say if, if that's the case <laughs> you're tired even... of living yeah like okay i, I spend the 10 take... million all right i'm done i wouldn't take 10 million to be immortal without the snail oh yeah um there's one solution i saw was you to get 10 million dollars you hire a bodyguard and like if you're sleeping the second the bodyguard sees you like wake you up or just like stand in front of the snail and try to wake you up to get you to move another solution was just constantly move like live on the go stay in hotels oh i'd, I'd run a badass rv just travel for the rest of my because, life like the person they broke it down to how fast a snail can move and it would take 10 years for it to go coast to coast <laughs> yeah so but right but you don't know where the snail's starting because what if, like, you get the money and you're like, all right, I'm going to go to California. Boom. That buys me five to ten years. Mm-hmm. But what if the snail is starting in, or oh. let's just, like, starting in California or vice versa? Let's say, like, that you go off to freaking New York and you're, and the snail is starting in California. You stay in New York for three months. You're like, all right, I'm gonna trick him and go back across the coast. You actually just make putting yourself closer to the snail. Well, no, he always knows where you're at, so you're not really you can't trick him. Like uh, that. I know that's what I'm saying though. Is like, if if I go to New York thinking that like I'm gonna go as far away from the snail as possible, and the snail's in like California, and I spend three months in New York and then go to California, not knowing that that's where the snail was in the first place, oh. I just put myself. Way closer, closer proximity. That's so stupid and, to do that, though. What the smart thing to do is to go to New York and wait till you see the snail in New York, and then move back to California, or from like Seattle to Florida, or from Maine to bottom of California, Arizona. I just okay. It's a the thing that like we talked about, about Alaska is, to Florida. Like this snail has like resources, like he can board planes, he can board ships, yeah, well, do well, these things. It, it, well, if I have a private island in the middle of the ocean, ain't no boats coming to my island oh, that I don't schedule. Oh no, this snail's got his own boat. See, my favorite, kind of, my favorite Jeff answer, Bezos snail is this. <laughs> my favorite answer was waiting until the snail is like near you, putting a jar on top of it. Gluing that jar to the ground to, to win. 
See, I still like salt. I think salt's the way to go. Salt's a great one too. But I mean, I think the best thing you could do is catch that fucker in a jar. And can I not kill it? I mean, it's immortal. But if you keep that thing in the jar, I'm. Hey, this will be my best friend. That's going to be Peacemaker and whatever the name of that fucking Eagly. No, oh, not no. Eagly. Oh, the no. butterfly. Yeah. Uh fuck. I can't think of the name of that butterfly, but it's gonna, I'm gonna be That's peacemaker gonna me. and the name of that butterfly. But they're just Hobbs? best friends. No. It's not Hobbs. That's gonna bug me. Get, but um Butterf- <laughs> butterfly bug me. Yeah. I see. I see and snail bug me. But yeah. Yeah, put that bitch in a jar. I don't know if you could do that, but I mean you don't have to worry about anything. Only they worry about is somebody knocking that jar down or that snail somehow getting strength to jump side to side and knock that thing down itself. I say, I've, I've oh. seen Hunter blackout drunk. Yeah. Hunter would break the jar himself. <laughs> that jar rolls down the stairs like it's a fucking can of uh, Chef Boyardee. <laughs> 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 you wake up in a cold sweat. It's just a nightmare. You look oh, over. To the, you look over to the dresser. The jar's missing. Yeah, I was about to say. And then, like, yeah, Hunter's <laughs> panic. Yeah. No, you know what? There, there is a soundtrack that plays only you can hear, and then gets louder as the snail gets closer. Like, like the fucking shark theme. I'm about to say like Jaws. That. Jaws. I like that. I do like, too. You're like, where the better. fuck is this snail at? It's fucking close. Like, right. But at least that allows me to like live. 90% of my life in peace. I'm at home taking an online exam. I just hear party in the USA coming in the faint distance. <laughs> why, oh my why is that your danger song? I don't know. It's just the first thing I thought of. The climb. <laughs> it's the climb. It's fucking coming up your it's coming up in three stories of stairs. We, we have talked about this now entirely too much. You're, it's you're, a great you're... topic. Oh yeah, it's funny. I'm trying to think of another song to be a good theme song to that. Um, I the Tiger. It's not my love. You can never watch Rocky ever again because you don't know if it's the snail coming or <laughs> the theme song. Oh no, fucking uh, Madagascar uh, lemurs. I like the move it, move it. <laughs> Imagine Rick rolled. Oh my god! God, start panicking. I just fucking end it right there. Like I, can't, I can't deal with listening to that song. Yeah, do y'all play Hurdle still? Fuck no, I don't play any. Of oh, April first. That was. Did the... you play it on April first? It pissed. I was. That is the first time I've been legitimately rickrolled. I was pissed. I, I I went on like a a week long stretch of the NFL one. Like I haven't played that in a while. I loved that one. The easy and the hard mode. I haven't played any of them in like a week. The hard mode. I played it until the hard mode. Ass. The hard mode fucked me over because it gave me a Chicago Bears player, and I'm sitting. I'm. It was a defensive player, so I'm sitting. I've named a whole D line. I'm like, bro, what old motherfucker is on this D line that I have not named? I go and I look up the roster. None of them. So I run out of guesses, and it says Akeem Hicks. I'm like, that motherfucker, a free agent. That's cheating. They listed a free agent as a, a current Chicago Bear. I'm like, man, y'all some hoes. Hey, they fucked up. They did. I haven't played since then. I was so pissed. Me and me and Darian both were like, man, this is stupid. All right. So, the uh, 
the NFL world has gone relatively cold up until the draft. Um, NBA. Not the only thing cold. It right is now. it is prime NBA season. The M- the NBA season starts now. I mean, anybody, technically, anybody it's pick? started in October. There. I, okay. Okay. The NBA saw... season. The NBA season that I care about starts now. You and every other casual. So, so I saw this really good uh, take. I can't remember who posted it. Uh, but NBA's issue is, you know, they can't get their players, especially their older stars, to play a full season, 82 games. And, um, oh, fuck, what's the commissioner's name? Uh, uh, oh, Adam Silver. Um, Adam, yes. So Adam, Adam Silver, one of his uh, solutions to fixing the NBA's viewership problem during the regular season is to add a in-season tournament, making these players play more. And really, I think the NBA product would be drastically improved by cutting it to 60 games. You know, I mean, don't yes, because there'll be less resting. You, you, I think well, less should, resting, less back to backs. They should just put like game, uh, like basically minimums on the For awards. contract. Oh, well, you so, want to win six man of the year? You got to play 72 games. Something has a minimum. I can't remember. But they should do minimums on rewards. They should, like, LeBron played, like, 50-something games this year, which would be great in a 60-game season. Not so great in an 82-game season. I, I think there, there's just so many games you don't really care about. And uh, the, the, the good point this person made was that, n- like, over 80% of the income now is from their TV deals. So cutting off 20-something games wouldn't really hurt them so much. The only thing that like, the only thing it's gonna do is it's gonna make ticket prices go up twenty percent. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I wouldn't. Each game wouldn't would matter them. more. It it wouldn't hurt them, but they're greedy and they're not gonna want to lose a dollar. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, that something needs to be done. In an in season <sighs> tournament is not the answer. Um. That being said, when does the play-in start? Tomorrow. The king of, with that being said, is Gooch. He says that. Well, that's because so Wiz many gets off times. topic, and I have to bring it back. Well, Find no, some. No, 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 no. I was not off topic. You were the one who mentioned you not enjoying the NBA regular season. You were saying the season I, just I started. Never said that. You said the season is just starting, so that was pretty damn on topic. What I was saying. You've got to find a different segue then. Well, well, that being said. I think it's pretty the NBA nice. play, bro. He says it's, so it's much, better than though. a pause. It's I'll just let it sit in dead silence and let one of y'all transition. Then, how about that? Okay, well, no problem. Y'all ready for some playing predictions? And with that being said, uh, play <laughs> it starts tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Does it start uh, tomorrow when or Tuesday? Yes, let me find the actual matchups or the actual which ones are tomorrow, which ones are Wednesday. So tomorrow we have the Cavaliers at the Nets and the Clippers at the Timberwolves. Mm. Well, I got the Nets winning, sadly. I would love the Cavs to win. Oh, no, I don't think. So uh, is it is it one-game play-ins or yes. is it a series? So, Ooh, uh, so no, no, it's a... 
So the winners of these games make the seven seed. The loser of this game plays the winner of the nine and ten. Yeah, I remember. So it's double elimination for the higher seed. Right, but it's 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 one game. Yeah, for the nine and ten seed, it's it's winner go home. Yeah. No, I think the Nets. I think the Nets are gonna absolutely wipe the Cavaliers. (sighs) I think so too. I hope not. I gotta open that. Is everyone healthy? We got into this like kind of world where we all kind of collectively stopped like believing that Kyrie was a good basketball player just because he was unvaccinated. No, not at all. People, people, the general public was definitely treating Kyrie like he had like fell off just because he uh was injured and had all that kind of drama that followed him last year and then was unvaccinated and didn't play for a good portion this year and then he kind of comes back after what felt like two years away from the court and comes back in the middle of this season and for like the whole second half of the season has just been like vintage Kyrie and I feel like I feel like the the uh the NBA fan base was not giving Kyrie enough credit. Snooze. Anyways, Wednesday, or Wednesday games, what are those? So uh, would... we, we, we didn't do uh, Clippers at Minnesota. Oh, Clippers, Clippers and uh, Timberwolves. Yeah, so... how about you pull off on that snooze trigger? So Snooze, Timberwolves. Paul George is back, but I feel like Timberwolves are a more complete team, and it's in Minnesota. Hey, Cat became a savage out of nowhere. I don't know where... He always has been, but I mean, he's more aggressive with it now. Probably because yeah. they're finally a winning team. Yeah, they finally have playoff chances. Pretty yeah, much. give me the Timberwolves. I'm taking Timberwolves. Gooch. Uh, I honestly have no fucking clue. So, for the sake of uh, diversity, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Diversity. Wednesday. Okay, Wednesday. Hawks and Hornets in the East. Oh, it, it, it's in Atlanta. Give me Atlanta. Underrated team. Uh, definitely not playing at their potential being this low of a seed. I don't know. I'm, the Hornets have – I feel like the Hornets, they started off hot and they came cold. I think the Hornets here. No, I think I think one game, I think Trey Young handles his business. Especially at home in Atlanta. It's gonna be Trey Young time. Take he, he's he's built for the moment. Absolutely. All right. In the West, we have San Antonio and New Orleans. San Antonio, lock it up. <sighs> is San is Jamal Murray healthy? That's my big. Fucking not the Jamal player Murray. for the Nuggets. What what's something Murray isn't there? De, Dejounte. Dejounte. Yeah. Murray. Racist ass. Hey, he was on my fucking fantasy team all fucking year, and I can't remember his name. I would call him Jamal. What's all the Travion Murray up to these days? (laughs) Oh, they got Latavius Murray. DeJounte West. That's Devontae West, you dumbass. That's the joke. That's the joke. I can't tell with you. I can't tell. I really want to go like really edgy off the cuff (laughs) with humor, but. I'm going to keep it buttoned up. Mm. 
Um, if Pelican does it again, I'd take okay. them easy. I'm taking Spurs. I'm taking Spurs also. So everyone's taking Spurs. Oh, I'm taking. I think Spurs are hot. Yeah. Right now. Um. Do you Do y'all want to do our losers prediction then? So we have. So our losers. We have uh, Hornets and versus Cavs and. No, this is too confusing because we all got different fucking picks. Yeah, we'll wait. <laughs> There's uh, no waiting. It'll be settled by the time we're back. No. Okay, so let's just let's just say who we think makes it out of the play. I, I think Atlanta is going to beat the Cavs. If uh, so. Okay, that's yeah. my eight scene. So uh, I think I think Nets beat the Hawks. Well, Net, Nets will make it. You have oh, money. you're right. You're so, right. so it'll be, I think you, Hawks beat the Cavs. Okay, so we both have that. And Hunter, you have Charlotte at Cavs. Or Cat, yeah. Um, give me Charlotte. Oh, so fuck the V Cavs. Okay. And then I'm going to go, pretty young. I'm going Timberwolves beat the Pelicans. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, you have Timberwolves win in the first game. So we have Clippers at. Spurs. Oh, that's right. I forgot. My bad. Remember, we, we have the Spurs moving on all of us. Oh yeah. So it's clip. So for us, it'd be Clippers versus Spurs. I think. I think the Spurs are going to lose. Honestly, um, I don't think they can do it two games in a row. Uh, I feel like the Spurs could beat the Clippers. So wait, why I, would the Spurs have to win two games in a row if they win the first one? They're in. No, no, no they're, they're the tenth seed. Oh, Spurs are tenth seed. Yeah. So you have Minnesota losing, so it'd be Minnesota versus Spurs. Oh yeah, then give me. Oh, see, in that situation, that's tough. That is very tough. Yeah. So, are y'all saying Spurs move on? I'm. I'm say, saying Clippers. I'm gonna say Timberwolves. I'm gonna say the Clippers and the Timberwolves both make it. Okay, Hunter, who'd you have? I have the Timberwolves and the Spurs make it. I got both tenth tenth seeds. Okay, so you have advancing. The... Spurs. I'm writing this down just in case you want to revisit. Um, I say the person the most far off takes shots. I haven't done that in a while. It's gonna be so hard to track who's farthest off in this shit show. Yeah, because it. But I like, mean, I'm down. But I mean, uh, it, it'll be me because I vote ten seeds advancing. All right, here we go. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh. One quick thing before we move on with NBAs. I'm pissed that I uh I uh what's what's the word? Uh lobbied so hard to make this watching you extend into the playoffs. I'm um, so glad you did. Because let's look at the overall. The Suns are 64 and 18. 64 and 18. Yeah. The 76ers I... are 51 and 31. My nuggets are not and the dead. nuggets are 48 and 34. We're not so, like, dead. I would have I would have blown y'all out of the water what do we what do we get in at like a six or seven seed uh let's see conference they are the six seed so y'all be playing the warriors i like it i like it and uh the 76ers are playing the raptors that's an easy first round i think for them i raptors think so played, too they, they played good this year but they can't compete oh yeah no especially with harden and Embiid. Embiid the scoring title first time the scoring title has been a center since, Since Shaq. Shaq. 
Ooh. But I mean, you got Tobias, you got Harden, you got Maxi off the. I, I think Maxi off the bench. I'm not no, I think Maxi's starting now. Is he starting? Since they got we, rid we, of either uh, or, he's Green. a great second year player. Not Green. Curry, Embiid. Who's but you know what? I will say, I think whenever it happens, whenever the the Seventy Sixers downfall in the playoffs happens, it's gonna be because they 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 miss Curry's presence. Look at the Western Conference again. The Suns play eighth seed, and then it was Nuggets Warriors. Nuggets could be a first round exit. Oh, oh, Nuggets probably will. I mean, Warriors dealt with injuries. That's why they've dropped a lot. Is um, Steph still out? Um. Uh, oh, you know who might be out? Luca. Against he's he's at a calf strain. I guess the Jazz. Who gives a fuck yeah. about the Jazz? They're, they're they're a gritty team. They're, the Jazz remind me of like the mid two thousands Grizzlies. Like you remember, you remember that was Zach Randolph and Mike Conley. They were like yeah. they'd win games ninety five to ninety and shit like that. Oh, uh, let's see. Is Steph Curry healthy? I searched his Curry healthy and it fucking started. Dumbass. That's gonna give you like <laughs> nutrition yeah. facts. I know. I'm like, what the fuck? I fucking hate Curry. So I didn't think about that. Uh. Talk about curry. It was good. Buffalo Wild Wings Thai curry. Just had that for dinner. That shit was phenomenal. Better look that they sell that shit in stores. So his game one availability isn't guaranteed as of now. But it sounds like he's definitely going to be in for the series. Just maybe not game one. Yeah, Warriors are going to take that. Talking about series, um, if the Nets make first round, there was rumors that Ben Simmons will be available. Yes. Big. Yeah, I'm not putting a lot of weight in those rumors. Ooh, you can buy a bottle of Thai curry sauce. Looks like I'm okay. going to do that there, boy. You, you know my favorite flavors from Buffalo Wild Wings? Try their dry rubs. Oh, the freaking, um, what is it? Is it Chipotle barbecue dry rub? Yeah, yes. that's the goat. That's good. Flavor. If you want to mix things up, their Buffalo dry rub is pretty good. Uh, I got the Desert Heat dry rub, and it was really good. How was good. that? Oh, okay, it was, it was their hottest spot dry rub. But it was really good. Okay. If you want to talk about dry, let's talk about Gooch's below five hundred man of the week. <sighs> so I don't see how this is dry because what I'm about to say is quite <laughs> she's the been wet dry. Since. <laughs> she's been wet so, since sixty six. Don't know what she. My was below five hundred human of the week. Human. <laughs> Jada Pickett-Smith, because she just – and she gives these L's to herself. Like, if I anybody's getting the L's, Will. That, that well, man. Okay, okay, no, no. I, I heard... go through phases of, like, of, like, just thinking that he's, like, corny and, like, can't stand, like, the whole group. But then, like, over, like, the stuff like this past week where it seems like it's just one thing after the next from Jada – I feel bad for him. I'm like, dude. So I heard one thing. Apparently, according to California laws, how long they've been married, if they were to get divorced, she could be entitled to have his estate. Exactly. So like estate means that's that's future projects. That's, you know, stuff he's still right, c- coming in from past projects, everything. Right. She and he just started half. that new Fresh Prince series. Oh, yeah. So I, I could see why he's like... That being I, said, though, it's like, I mean... What's he? I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I don't you even know notice. What? It. I'm not sorry. 
get over it it's smooth <laughs> it fits um but what's his uh net worth will smith i don't know that's what i'm looking up and no wonder tupac faked his death he couldn't he couldn't stand to be with this bitch right like so his net worth <laughs> is 350 million so yeah i'll give up 175 million dollars easily to distance myself from that psychopath but, but like it's estate. also future your, your your estate is more than that too though like that I means she has says and how certain things are uh done like because like to think about it britney spears father was in control of her estate so he got to decide what she did like what her future projects were and things like that so she will have a say in like his future movies like him like shit like that i don't know more more than just what like whether he does it or not. I mean, anything's got to be better than what he's going through right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My guy's out here hurting. Like, because obviously, Oscars, everyone saw, everyone knows the whole story. And then, like... The 10-year ban. Like, the week after the Oscars, she comes out and speaks out against Will, saying that she's not the type of woman that needs protecting. Well, needs is a... Rough word. I would say deserves might be a better word. She might not be the type of woman that deserves protecting. Um, but like everyone saw the video of her like just absolutely shooting eye daggers at Will after the joke, and then to come out and say that she didn't want it to happen. You're just such a liar. The some something very funny. Uh, the past couple of days on TikTok, everyone has been like over analyzing her uh, alopecia con- condition and apparently everyone men women doctors are because in, in a previous video she says she is self-diagnosed she hasn't like gone and got an official diagnosis and she has no visible signs she still has alopecia. her hairline yeah she still has her hairline but alopecia is patches like you you literally have like a bald circle she has hair everywhere she's she cites this one straight line where she doesn't have hair on her head that's not alopecia though that could be a scar from something that could be just regular baldness but that is not this autoimmune disease she claims to be so serious when funny enough you you go to the doctor you get told you have male pattern baldness that is alopecia i just her i want to know what was said between the time will was laughing at that joke and then Will slaps the shell of Chris Rock. I yeah. want to know what was told. No, Will has seen that death stare before. He knows. Oh, yeah. Like, Nothing I'm had com- to be said. That, that, that's serious. I'm coming for half your fucking shit, Will, if you don't get up there and slap him. <laughs> and you wonder that why. Death, that, death stare, that death stare was the silent stare of, I'm staying at August tonight if you don't fucking do something oh. about this. Oh, that's but, and like, like you remember about male pattern baldness, alopecia. I am. More, I my Jade has got a stronger hairline than I do, so I'm uniquely qualified to speak on this subject. And that being said, eat eat your heart out, Hunter. I don't even care anymore. Um, I forgot what I was gonna say. You know that slap was probably not even enough for Jade. She probably he probably will probably sat back down and been like, Tupac would have shot him. Oh yeah. The funniest tweet I saw from when this happened so you know Jaden uh, smith tweeted out that's how we do it after after this whole event so this guy said Jaden smith is going to tweet out that's how we do it 
like you ain't let your homeboy come over and fuck your mama while you was too busy sexing Tyler the Creator. <laughs> oh, oh man, fucking tweet of the century, right? And there. then obviously we kind of skipped over the newest Jada Pinkett Smith foot in her mouth moment. The, the whole red table talk series is like below like the view for me like in in watchability i i can't it's the cringiest corniest most like self, who, who asked for it self-assured nobody that's what happens whenever you have 350 million dollars that you're entitled to that aren't even yours you can do what you want and this woman went up there in front of God and a hundred million viewers and bragged about the fact that she don't need no man to give her pleasure because her grandma taught her to masturbate when she was nine. <laughs> if that's a true story, I taught, I, I'm, I'm going to go back to your because I zoned out. So I heard masturbation at nine. You didn't hear the story, Hunter? You haven't heard this? No. Jada Pinkett Smith went on her makeshift wannabe talk show and told told her daughter, Willow was sitting at the table, told her daughter that her grandma, in order to show her that like she can give herself everything that she needs and that she doesn't need to be dependent on a man for pleasure, her grandma taught her how to masturbate when she was nine. Isn't that abuse? Abuse. Child indecency or something like a child. No, no, no. That, that, that's child abuse, child endangerment, fucking borderline, borderline molestation. I can't say the word now. Molestation. There you go. The mole at the beginning sounds wrong. Mole, mole, mole. I'm glad you caught that. Yes. But yeah, that was that was like the big moment for me like this it just felt like every time i get on my phone like it's another wild ass jada story and that's what landed her on my below 500 man of the week um okay uh my below 500 man of the week is pretty quick uh it's don't don't take it as bias but uh los angeles angel fans um, how does it feel to have two fucking MVP caliber players in Shoei Otani and Mike Trout? It just the team can't manage shit with them. Oh, I might have shared this before, but one of my like pretty like hot sports takes is that uh, Mike Trout will retire as the greatest baseball player of all time. Oh yeah, he he's insane. And he is, he's played in, he's in his 12th season and he's played in one playoff series and they lost in the divisional round. Like, I don't, I don't know what it is. I couldn't imagine. I could not imagine. That's like saying, well, what was that? That would be Tom Brady and Randy Moss missing the playoffs. Like year after year after year. It would be, it would be the, the 73 and nine Warriors getting swept in the first round yeah i mean it's just you got to feel sad for him because like oh i, I act- said i said it when they cut Pujols uh a couple like last year that like i hate the angels organization the angels front office is an absolute embarrassment to baseball 
and uh, they are currently they are wasting literally wasting away the prime years of the greatest baseball player that the sport has ever seen. Mm-hmm. And the current MVP and new probably favorite for the MVP for the next couple of years because of how versatile. And the bad is. part is Angels fans like feel the same way. Like I've heard from multiple Angels fans, like they all agree, like they love Trout to death and they don't want him to leave. But they've all said that if he was for some reason to choose to leave, you can't blame him. No. But uh, um, that, that's all I got to say. Just it never, never felt so bad for a fan base, a rival fan base. Hunter, who do you got? Um, I wasn't say Schefter, but that's just too easy. Um, I will cake the low hanging fruit that Wiz gave me. Not the Angels players. Or the organization, but the fans. That, that, that's what I said. Would you he, say the he fans? Did say, he did say Angels fans. Oh, well, I will <laughs> piggyback off that. Excuse me. I will piggyback off that. And not oh. so much as a disappointment, but the idiocracy that. Thank you. Thank you. Jeremy Pena. He's a rookie. He's up to base. Or up to base. He's up batting. And there's people yelling cheater. He's a rookie. Meanwhile, the catcher is Max Stassi. He was on the Red Sox, right? He was in Houston, wasn't he? What was he? I thought he was in on was he not in? Let me look up his Wikipedia. Yeah, double check. I'm pretty sure he was in Houston. I just think I just thought it was hilarious how your catcher is a cheater, but yet you're yelling at a rookie for being an astro. And that happened in 2017. Oh, yeah, he was an Astro. I don't know why I thought he was a fucking Red Sox. I don't know either. You made me doubt myself. Fuck you. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah, that's funny. I mean, Tucker gets the same treatment. Alvarez, they were on the fucking team during those years. And it, it, it's, just, it's just overall hate towards the fan base. Yeah, it just that's like... Mm. I'm, I'm just waiting for the uh, Yankees letter to be released. That, that'll bring joy to my life. I can't think of a... I, okay, here's a question. If that letter comes out and it is proven that that a Rob Manfred, along with the Yankees, actively covered up their own cheating scandal in order to not put a black eye on the great Yankees, d- does he have to be like, I- is that big enough to like say like, hey, fuck it, you're out? What do you mean? I, I don't think you can. I mean, how do you oh, do that to a commissioner though? Like, because he's uh he's who who kicks him out the 30 owners the 30 owners could like have a say on that because how can a commissioner actively cover up a cheating scandal while getting two other teams the red Sox and astros in trouble for the same thing like i feel like that's a pretty big uh i feel like he'd definitely only get 29 of the owner's consent well, I don't think you need all thirty. Probably I feel like two it thirds. Was, I feel like it was long enough ago that it's not gonna be the major scandal that yeah. y'all are anticipating. Yeah, that's what I think too. People are gonna be like, you know, it was I mean, I'm not anticipating anything. I don't no. think everyone's made kind of our peace with it. And the only reason that the Astros cheater theme has lasted as long as it has is because it gets this reaction 
out of Astros. Gooch, I promise you. I I know I know there is a big group of people like you, and I'm not like saying it like that, but like that that, that like the reaction. But no, there are people who will legitimately see the Houston Astros players and like have hatred in their fucking like. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a small minority, but I'm saying like, that's why I think like, even if that did come out with Manfred, I don't think it's going to be an absolute like Watergate Mm. scandal because I think the large majority of people are over it. Yeah. I I would just hope the fact that uh, more people would realize it was more of a league wide issue than just the Astros and Red Sox doing it. And with that take, we transition into full nausea-inducing Astros bias season for two-thirds of this broadcast. Oh, um, that's not fair because I'm not near as toxic and Dude. nauseating as Wiz. Astros You're not near as toxic, are... but Wiz is off the charts. Astros are you all are like, I have. You are like normal toxic Astros bias, but like when it, you're just like you're like a toxic floater on top of Wiz's toxic Steaming pile picture of, of <laughs> Astros toxicity. So like, I just get tired of defending it. So I'll just stop and go away. Yeah. I'll just I'll, I close out of whatever I'm talking on. I'm just like, fuck it. I'm not even. But no, when it comes to like us having a good record, winning some big games against some rivals or some shit talkers, I get pretty toxic. The Astros are all I have. I got bullied throughout the fucking James Harden years. You know how that happen and of course you know the cowboys they're shit they're shit i get shit on for them the astros are all i have all right well let's get into <laughs> something that's more entertaining the masters whiz yeah was, y'all oh, interviewed say, why are you throwing this to whiz <laughs> yeah i said i said two things but yes uh whiz perfect. and gooch interviewed yeah perfect tie-in um we talked last week about big weekend in sports we had opening day of baseball and masters week coinciding on the same weekend uh both of which went well i think the astros won i don't know how they're serious but i know they won opening day or opening game we're three one yeah uh cardinals are two one with a postponed game today so opening weekend went good um Masters weekend went very good. Scotty Scheffler, number one in the world, runs away with the tournament. Um, and my cousin, Taylor Gooch, had a strong finish. And we had uh, Zach Batterson, the man behind the Taylor Gooch tracker Twitter account, in the studio for an interview, which we will cut to right now. Welcome to the show, Zach. Zach is the face behind the keys of the Taylor Gooch tracker Twitter account. Taylor Gooch uh, tied 14th in his master's debut this weekend. I'm going to go ahead and get out in front of this. We are cousins. It is distant. It is a very distant relationship. Uh, We share a last name. That's about as far as it goes. Okay. (laughs) I'm... I'm not invited to the cookout, if, if you know what I mean. <laughs> damn, damn, yeah, yeah. And the crazy Ugh. thing about it is uh, he's like, he's a Midwest City, Oklahoma native. I live 20 minutes away from Midwest City. Oh, really? For like the last 10 years. I know of this dude. I've known of this dude since I was in like high school. Uh, 
and I was talking to my wife earlier this week during the Masters about my grandma, who's deep into genealogy. She's blasting me on Facebook for years now. This guy you're related to, this famous person from the 1950s is your seventh cousin three times removed. And I'm like, yeah, I don't care about all that. And now like this yeah. week, <laughs> all this happens. And so I'm like texting her like, hey, how are we related to this guy? And she's sending me and I'm like, grandma, like you've been telling me this stuff for years. You've been dragging me to Missouri to meet these people that I do not care about. They don't even share my name, but you couldn't get me in touch with this guy that yeah, lives right on the road. Golfer. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> But uh, anyways, we'll, uh, I got some questions. We'll go ahead and jump right in. Um, yeah. Zach, uh, how long have you been running the tracker account? A little past a year now. So not right. too long, but it's been an eventful year for sure. Uh, most definitely. Um, so how did you like, how did you get started following Taylor? And how did you decide that you were going to start a tracker account? Okay, so funny story. My um, my close friend and my roommate uh, runs the Siwoo Tracker account. Um, okay. So I was just I knew about like kind of the tracking community from that, and then I always kind of placed DraftKings lineups on golfers. Right. And then one week I saw a guy. His last name was Gooch. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. So <laughs> I picked him, and he ended up tying for fifth. And then I kept following him after that. I was like this guy's actually pretty good. I saw he didn't have a tracker account. So I decided to go ahead and make one of my own and it's kind of just history from there. So, nice. so this is a big thing. I, I, I don't follow golf tracker accounts are a pretty big thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a whole community. Oh, wow. There's lots of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you name the golfer and like, they've got, they've like got tracker account. Oh. They're like fan legion account. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause I was thinking like, you know, a couple of years ago, I tried to do like a rockets rookie fan account for Jay Sean Tate you know yeah I, I was just tweeting hype i wasn't following stats or anything like that so that's pretty crazy oh no zach is zach is tuned in zach was ahead of the actual masters app wow uh, for some of the for some of the shots on the weekend um that's my other question so obviously for the masters you have the app and the masters app is phenomenal in how it's built mm -hmm. um so like that one kind of like lends itself to tracking but in like other tournaments, how do you do the the Taylor tracking? So, yeah, uh, the PGA Tour has its own app and uh, every tournament they have this thing called Tourcast. So basically it's just someone on the site. It's basically the same thing like for the Masters where they just put in the shot. They tell you where it went and stuff right, like right. that. And then what I do is I just look at it. I see where it went. And now I'm getting a better understanding because I've been following his game for about a year now. So I'm like, okay, I know this distance is good for him or how he's going to play from yeah. this spot. So just kind of a learning curve. But um, yeah, to get stuff like just information, it's just off the PGA Tour app. So basically just Thursday Thursday through Sunday, you're just, you're just glued to the PGA Tour app. Yeah, pretty much. I, it, it's always open. I got, you know, streams if he's being put on TV or just in general. I just like watching golf. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much glued to my phone when there's a tournament and he's playing in it. Nice. Um, I had some. Oh, uh, so uh, we'll get deeper into like covering Taylor and his his rounds. But just uh, thoughts on just the overall Masters. Like just week. like in general this week, just this, it was this week's tournament. Yeah, 
it was interesting. I thought it played pretty hard. Um, obviously, Scotty didn't think so, but uh, <laughs> I thought it was difficult. It was really challenging. Obviously, in comparison to like, you know, 2019, I think is when DJ won with like 22 under, you know, winner was 10 right. under this year. So it, it was it was pretty difficult. Um, you know, the conditions on, I think, Saturday, it was really cold and I think very windy on Friday and Saturday. So it was pretty hard to shoot under and shoot low, uh, considering, I mean, Taylor finished two over for the tournament and was tied 15th. Right. So, Right. And like it was a rough week talking about past past masters, like um what was it was did DJ win in twenty nineteen? Or I thought Tiger yeah, won D- in twenty nineteen. I could be wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, twenty twenty. That was that was what I was right, right. Yeah, but like even the year that Tiger won, like he shot twelve or fourteen, I think, which is like right there yeah. in the Scotty Scheffler range. But he shot yeah. like twelve or fourteen. DJ was like right behind him at eleven, and I think mm-hmm. Kepka was at 12 and then but i think kepka doubled like 15 or 16 yeah, to take yeah, himself yeah out of it and like something right there like you had like the top like four guys all sitting at or below 10 under and like this year um cam cam smith he he was hunting like that whole back nine and oh, then he gosh. kind of collapsed on himself on like around on like 12. 15 or yeah 12 12 through 15 yeah. and took himself out of it but he still tied for fourth at like what three under four under uh yeah i think it he got a couple back um yeah he got a handful back there on the 18th yeah he finished five under total t3 so i mean but that's crazy to think that the guy in third place is five back from the leader right just when you look at like past years whatever yeah it's, it's just crazy like i think it played a lot harder i think the conditions were really tough this week yeah i mean and like I thought that on Thursday because, like, uh, obviously tea times got delayed on Thursday for weather mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then, like, by the afternoon rounds, you saw a lot of guys going low in the afternoon when it started to – the sun come out, it warmed up, it dried up. And it seemed right. like the course was playing a lot different because, like, I mean, uh, you remember um, Taylor's first round, he looked great. I mean, he was consistently sitting in the top five, like, the, his whole, like, morning. Yeah. Yeah. And then he made the turn onto the back nine and like the wheels kind of fell off. Yeah. So he, he started off uh, two under, he was so low lead. And then uh, on the ninth, he hit a drive that I thought was okay. And it turns out there was a limb hanging out right in front of him and he hit his approach and it bounced off the bottom of the limb and went into a bunker and he doubled it and he didn't get any back for the rest of the day. Right. So it's funny to me that we're going to bring that up. That limb on nine was like a constant, throughout he found it yeah like three times yeah i think i think he found it three different times and then there was a one i don't remember i think it might have been on 18 Uh, i don't know if you saw the picture i tweeted but of him inside that bush where he had to him inside the bush where he was on the knees yeah yeah Yeah. that one so i think that was kind of what killed him this week i mean it was just a couple different holes that he just couldn't figure out he couldn't figure out uh amen corner at least 11 11 killed him the entire week um yeah and i know like yeah. for me watching on like watching on the masters app most of the time uh you only get select coverage uh, you get like four four and five and then you get amen corner on the masters yeah. app so i would like just follow the tracker 
in the beginning, I would watch four and five. I would follow the tracker until he got to about nine. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and turn on the AM in corner. Yeah. And then like, and he'd be going in every time he'd be going in two under three under on the front nine, looking good, like moving yeah. up the board, um, especially Sunday. I think he got all the way up to like ninth on the board and he's like moving. And then he hit aim in corner and I would get to watch yes. it on the TV. Just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Fall apart. Yeah. Sunday was bad. Cause like, uh, I got so hopeful cause he was moving on the front nine. He was, oh, doing he was really charging. Well. He was, I was like, Oh my God, he could actually, you know, make a run. And then it just fell apart. But I mean, it's his first time. I think next year, I'm pretty hopeful for next year. Yeah. Um, that was like so the, the one uh, Taylor question I was going to ask was like, so like, obviously you kind of saw like a tail of two, like courses, almost like the front nine and then the back nine. And like on it, yeah. really the back nine kind of sealed his fate. I, I did the math. Mm-hmm. I crunched some numbers today. <clears throat> he shot seven under for the tournament on the front and nine over for the tournament on the back. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like you said, uh, I mean, top 15 finish in uh, your master's debut is nothing to sneeze at. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. Um, so you uh, said that you're hopeful going forward. So that takes me to one of my other questions. Um, what do you think, like, realistically, what do you think Taylor's chances at a major this year are? I like it. I mean, I, I genuinely do. I like him for – Probably some of the opens, especially I, I think his driver has been getting better. He's been finding more fairways um, and also just like windy conditions. You know, he, he plays well in the wind. That's when he won RSM Classic. I mean, he plays he played Oklahoma golf. He speaks to that a lot about how he's able right. to keep it under the wind. So I was hopeful at least this weekend, uh, you know, when it was windy, that's when he was shooting low is on that front nine and it was windy. He was getting strokes on the field because he's able to play well in those conditions but i think this year he's i mean i'd never count him out yeah uh so if i had to make a pick like obviously in any tournament he's going into for the win he's going to be a long shot like a long shot bet if you're if you're betting like actual numbers yeah yeah, yeah. however if if it's my money and i'm putting money I would keep my eye on uh, the PGA championship next month. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's being played in Oklahoma at Southern Hills. But yeah, that's, um, I mean, that's his area. And he's uh, talked about, um, I listened to his episode um, last week. Uh, he did a guest spot on foreplay barstool podcast. Oh, I didn't he, know that. I'll have to check that out. Um, yeah, it's a good interview. Uh, but he mentioned like they were asking him the types of courses that he likes to play, and going into like major season, um, he mentioned the PJ Championship being at Southern Hills, and Southern Hills being a like the type of course that he likes, right? Because it's not obviously I'm not say it's not super challenging, but like it's not like tricky. It's not. It's very plain. Like it's right. very traditional. And like, I mean, this is coming like straight, straight his words. Um, he said, like, you see the hole and it's what you get. Like, you don't have to do anything crazy. And he said, like, he, he likes playing Southern Hills because you know exactly what shots you have to hit for each hole. And then you just have to hit them. I mean, that's so, perfect for him. Right. And like, you don't, there's no crazy shot that you have to pull out of your bag. Like, it, it's just the shots that the course demands, like you have to execute right. them 
in the moment. And so that him being at home, I would say that like if any of our listeners are are betting people, uh, Taylor Gooch is going to have yeah. good odds on the PGA Championship, and that might be one to jump on. Um, another uh, one of my other questions. Um, so you said you've been at this for a little over a year. Uh, mm. Has Taylor interacted with the tracker account at all? Oh yeah, uh, we follow each other. He follows me. Um, nice. We've we've talked in DMs a couple times. Uh, okay. He'll like some of my posts, um, and re- he's responded to a few. Uh, we interact not very often. Obviously, he's busy, and I think somebody has taken over managing his account a little bit. I'm sure. But, um, so from time to time, he'll hop on and he'll interact. I think um, yeah, the Players' Championship, uh, when you know that was that whole debacle with the weather and all that, the early wave, you know, like most of them missing cut. He was one of those. Uh, so he he fired off a couple of good tweets there. He was talking trash, just people talking trash to him. So he interacted with me. But yeah, we interact every now and then, not too often though. That's cool. That's cool. Um, let's see. I had some other questions. Oh, uh, back to the Masters for just a second. So on here, we do a recurring um, segment, just like uh, different top three rankings. So for this, we're going to do uh, top, your top three moments from this week's Masters. And I've got mine listed as well. Okay. I'll start. I'll give you, give you a second to think. So a couple of mine are pretty biased. Uh, my number three, um, my number three moment from this year's Masters was Bryson DeChambeau hitting three, ripping three balls into the crowd in like four holes on the like right around Amen corner um mm-hmm. and like that's a pretty negative and petty petty top three moment but ever no, ever since like ever it. since the par 67 comment i was gonna say that year, yeah i was gonna say that's on my that was on my list too it's just him missing cut just because every time i don't think he's yet to make cut since he said that and i just think that's so funny right and like because what did he shoot on thursday friday plus 12 he was plus 12 to miss cut yeah and like, yeah i mean like you can't do that. Like, you can't make that par 67 no. comment and then not only miss cut, but like not even get close. Like the dude wasn't even snuffing no, the cut. Wasn't, no, no, not even. Oh, really. Cause I, I remember seeing an account on Twitter tweet something about his, him doubling. He doubled like seven or something on like mm-hmm. on Thursday morning. So I instantly go to the app and like, he had just hit a shot on nine and he, it was, uh, he hit over the green on nine, like by like 10 yards and the ball, like landed in a lady's lap. Oh, and really? the only reason <laughs> he wasn't like so far OB is like it hit this lady in the leg and then like bounced back like five. Oh yeah. 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 I did green. see that. I saw that tweet. Yeah. I saw the tracker tweet that that happened. I was like, okay, that's a good, and that break, was like, but I mean, <laughs> no joke. That was like his like third shot into the, in like four holes yeah um that was mine and then like uh i'll save my number one um but my number two was uh taylor's uh back-to-back birdies on seven and eight on sunday because we had already talked about he started going low on the front nine he started making a run that was when he pushed into the top 10 um i think he was even on the tournament or maybe one under i can't remember um but that was like where you really started was, like 
yeah. thinking, okay, he's making a charge. Like top five is like legitimately in the question here. Mm-hmm. And obviously like the rest after that's history, but just that moment going into Amen corner, like what do you, what do you shoot three under or four under on the front on Sunday? Uh, I think it was, I want to say four, but I could be wrong. It, it three under on the three under on the front on the front yeah yeah and he, birdie and those, two and then seven and eight yeah the back-to-back birdies on seven and eight like really felt like like the time yeah that's when i started getting really excited yeah um uh, yeah I'll, I'll let you go ahead and get get some of yours out of the way if you if you've got them off the top of your head yeah so i'll say my number three is we talked about it, it was bryson missing cut i had that as a lock i was like he's not gonna make cut again I think he's going to have bad luck there probably for the rest of his career after that comment. I just you oh, can't like, make that comment about that course. I was like, Augusta course. is a spiritual place. And like, yeah, they're not going to let you get away with that. No, not at all. So I, I, I always find that exciting. Um, my number two, probably the Rory and uh, Colin holeouts on 18. That, so that was, was my really number fun one. to watch. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. That, that, that was, felt like the most like electric moment from. I agree. Sunday. I think. And then my number one, I would actually say this is when I was like, I knew the tournament was over. It was when Scotty chipped in uh, like really early on. I think it was on like seven or eight or something like that. Yeah. It was on, on the front, front nine, nine on, on Sunday. Cause him, him and Cam both missed in the same spot. And then he chipped in and Cam blew it past the hole. And that's when I was like, okay, this, this is how this is going to end is him winning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I say like, that's why like the Rory Colin chippins on 18 made my number one because it felt like the most kind of like electrifying moment of the weekend. And, yeah. hundred uh, percent. Lost train of thought. Oh, because yeah, like, like you said, even going into the, going into Sunday, um, Scheffler had a three stroke lead which isn't a ton at Augusta, no, but just not the way all. the course had been playing and the way that Scheffler had been playing, like everyone I think kind of had the same feeling that like no one was making a run on Scheffler on Sunday. No, not really. Like you and saw I mean, a couple Cam, of people try. Yeah. But... Cam got within one early on. And then after that, it was just after right. that chip in, then Cam bogeyed. It was within like two or three, I think, at that point, and then he just ran away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you can when you can four putt eighteen and still and win by three is right. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. So you said like you got into like the tracking things. You've like been involved with golf and stuff. So I'm assuming that you play yourself. Yes. Not well, but yes, I do. Oh, same, same here. And of course, I did, uh, I did what everybody post masters does. I went to work and uh, rounded up a group and booked a tea time for this coming oh, Friday. Of yeah, yeah. Um, probably Good Friday after the being a holiday after the masters. Probably the most heavily booked tea time. Very clutch. Yeah. Oh, yeah, year. and that too. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be packed. Yeah. Um, but so. Uh, I'm about to my end of list of questions. I have one more that I've saved. Uh, we also do recurring um, would you rathers 
here. Sure. So you've probably seen this floating around over the weekend. I'm going to go ahead and ask it. Would you rather hole in one the 16th at Augusta or the 16th at the Waste Management Open in Scottsdale? I got to go. Uh, I got to go Scottsdale. I think that's so cool. That just the beers is... flying everywhere. It's so loud. I mean, I think it registered as an earthquake at one point. I just think that's so cool. I think that's the dream. Like that, that, yeah. I mean, like that sound has got to be like nothing else on planet Earth. Like, like if you look at that hole, like it does, it looks like, like the golf version of like an incredible pizza or like Chuck E. Cheese. Like, yeah, yeah. That place is nuts. It's freaking crazy. Um, all that being um, yeah, said, though, I think I, I think yeah, I'm taking Augusta. Like I, I thought about it, and I'm just thinking, like, man, you get that chance to say that you you aced at that. Augusta. I mean, yeah, it's so tough. Yeah, because it's like Augusta obviously is the dream, right? I think right. that's every golfer's dream. But it's just like in terms of like the crowd in the moment, I, I think I'd pick Scottsdale. But I understand, like, it's oh, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna blame you for picking Scottsdale because, like I said, like that just just the sound from yeah. that experience would be life-changing um but yeah I, I don't i don't know if i could pick against augusta that's fair no that's fair i respect that um but that being said i mean uh that was that was a lot of good information um i look forward to continuing to interact with the account obviously every sure. tournament is not going to be as widely uh publicizes the masters so yeah uh he's not playing this weekend um probably gonna take a break probably needs it oh absolutely. but and he just made a bag off of a top 15 finish yeah it's he's been reeling it in this year man oh like so obviously at my at my work like it's kind of a known thing that there was this guy with my name playing in the right. masters and so i get to work today and the first thing out of my boss's mouth is well your cousin kind of blew it this weekend huh and i like looked at the guy and i'm like he was top 15 in his rookie debut i was like you saw the the pay structure right yeah and uh he was like no i i didn't look i didn't look into it and i was like well i said if two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for fifth for 14th place is blowing it i'll blow it five days <laughs> yeah, i'll blow it every day yeah yeah, it was just like uh, in his his players championship. Uh, I think not this year, but last year he got fifth. So that was a cool seven hundred k. So I was like, you know, that's easy. And then the first thing he did after that, he went to Wendy's. It was always one of the funniest <laughs> things he's ever done. Is Man he, he won seven hundred thousand dollars and went to Wendy's. That's fantastic. Oh, um, but that being said, man, I appreciate you coming on. I look forward sure. to you being my my kind of link to to the tournaments here going forward, Absolutely. the ones that yeah. aren't majors that I can't follow shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank yeah, you for making said, golf seem fun to me. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear that. Just, just you, being a fly on the wall during this conversation has been kind of cool. I think so. So would you recommend just like following like following your account, focusing on one person is like a good way to get into it? I think it's a great way to get into it. So the way I got into professional golf was just obviously gambling. I just got on DraftKings. I started picking a couple guys. Um, But then like you start following some guys, you're like, oh, like actually, like I don't even really gamble on golf anymore. I just like watching the guys now. 
So you just kind of get to know them. You get to know their game. I just think it's, it's a really fun way to get into it. It's just like picking a guy and being like, yeah, I like this guy. Okay. Well, that's what I'm going to have to do. Follow your account. Probably follow, uh, what Taylor Gooch and, uh, yeah. Get myself into this. Cause it's, this sounds pretty fun. It is fun. Also, Taylor, Taylor is a really good follow on Instagram as well. Yeah. He's posting all the time. He's always on his story. Yeah, I feel like he's more active on Instagram than he is on Twitter. Yeah, he, he really doesn't use Twitter. He just kind of goes on Instagram. Uh, but yeah, that being also, said, I like. Oh, go ahead. I like the uh, the Cowboys uh, flags you got in the back. I'm I'm, oh. I'm a big Cowboys fan. I'm uh, I'm actually from Dallas. I just oh go, really? I just got. Uh, yeah, I go to college up in South Carolina. So okay. Yeah, I'm I'm from Houston, but you know my my dad being around the time when there was no. Uh, no Houston sports or no Houston football team right. got yeah. stuck with the Cowboys and breaking my heart ever since. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's a pain we live with, but we're still Oh fans. yeah. I was going to share this uh, later in the episode after the interview, but now that I have two uh, Cowboys fans captive, I will share this Wiz, You might've already seen this uh, fun sports fact of the day. Since the Jaguars have entered the league, the Jacksonville Jaguars have more playoff wins than the Dallas Cowboys. I, I'm aware. Yeah. Seven to four. I haven't heard that stat, yeah. but that hurts. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we live in pain. It's okay. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's our life. Um, but yeah, uh, Zach, you are pretty much a, the official below 500 golf correspondent after today. Um, so All right. feel, free to, feel free to come back anytime. Will do, will do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll have to uh, come back after he wins the PGA next month. Yeah, like I said, definitely uh, we'll be having you back on to talk, hopefully about his his first Masters, or not Masters, major victory. Sure thing. All right, well, appreciate your time, man. Right. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. See you. See you. All right, thank you, Zach, for that interview. Um like I said, welcome back anytime. He is our fellow below 500 golf correspondent, one might say. So look forward to hearing from Zach again. All right, let's hit a quick highs and lows. I don't, lows, I have people that don't tip. Fuck off. You're scum. If you can't afford to tip, then don't do the extra things as getting stuff delivered. Get your fat ass up and get your own shit. Or how about this? You can't even afford to get that if you can't tip. Cook something. A pack of hot dogs is like $3.82. You can get a pack of buns to go with it for 86 cents. You got dinner for two days, two, three days. Hunter, I got one comment on that. I feel like a lazy sack of shit when I wake up on a weekend and like don't want to go get breakfast, don't want to cook. I just order something. I feel like a lazy sack of shit when I order breakfast. I cannot imagine how much of a piece of shit I would feel like if I ordered two bags of fucking Takis on DoorDash. So that's what I was going to say. That's what blows my mind out of this whole thing. Obviously, the people that don't tip is wild, too. Like, some of the stuff they be ordering and not tipping is crazy. I got a pack of forks, three forks, a slotted spatula, and a bag of Takis. No tip. Like, I I can almost get that one because, like, you said a spatula, forks, and Takis. Like, so was that from a grocery store? It's from Dollar General. Right. So Dollar General, like basically a grocery store. Mm-hmm. I can see like what like you're like you get up, you start day drinking, 
you're three cocktails in and you're like, damn, I don't have a spatula to like flip this grilled cheese. <laughs> and I can't risk my third DUI this year to to go get one. Let's have let's have that 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 redneck boy from down the road bring me one on DoorDash. Um I get that kind of, but like the ones that get me is like the the two Takis from 7-Eleven. It's the same wild. person. It was the exact no one 7-Eleven, it was Dollar General. Same person. See, that's wild. And two I knew it was because it was Takis. the first one I got paid four dollars to do it. That was straight from DoorDash, no tip. This one it popped up 419. So in my head, I'm like, hmm, maybe when I'm done with the order, it'll pop up. They tip something. Doubt it. Well, let's fucking see. When I was done. Base pay four dollars, tip nineteen cents. And that's the funniest part to me, the nineteen cent tip, because that's like there's no percentage in that. Like no ten percent tip would be forty cents. Yes. So like she had to manually go in there and type out to tip you nineteen cents. You know, she just rounded it off. She just rounded it off to make it even flat number, whatever it was. Oh, that's right. Cause that the four isn't her her total. That makes sense. Yes. Oh, yeah. So that tells you that yeah, that was uh something eighty one. It makes Which, me more pissed when it's no DoorDash. The- those two bags of takis. It was probably her a total was probably seventeen eighty one. Yes, and they give you they give you three different options to tip from, starting from like a dollar to whatever based on what you get. You have to manually go in there, custom tip, and type in zero to not tip. But I'm just like, you go through all yeah. the effort. Yeah. High schoolers are the absolute worst. But I just get more mad when it's an order that I. What if it's order for like Dollar General, Walgreens, anything like that? I have to go in there and shop. I got to get the buggy. I have to scan every item on my phone so it pre- loads onto a prepaid card. Check out. I got to do all that. And then go walk up fucking three flights of stairs and deliver all these groceries and shit for no tip. Shit's aggravating. High schoolers, fuck you. Junior high kids are better. They tip. So did you get my joke earlier about yes. that? Because yeah. junior high kids are still playing with their paying with their mom's credit card. Yeah, high school kids are using their own money. That is crazy though. Like to think about having access to DoorDash as like a junior high kid. I, there I needs asked my to brother be an in age who's a junior in high school, and they're not allowed to in a BISD. Uh, is that oh, right? not allowed to DoorDash. Yeah, they're not allowed to DoorDash. They're not allowed. Like if I'm at home one day, I'm not allowed to, like go fucking drop him off food. He has to bring his food with him. Or he has to get uh, school lunch. See, so like my junior high did this thing that we called, they called it hall sales. And in the mornings, like every day was different. Like uh, you could go to the office and order. So like, like Tuesdays and Thursdays was p- or pizza. So like you could go and you'd prepay. It was like a dollar fifty a slice. And you'd go tell the secretary, like, I want two slices of pepperoni. And then like at lunch, they'd have a lizard. And then you'd be like, all right, Mark got two slices of pepperoni today and you do that and like on like mondays and fridays it would be like uh we had like a gas station that had like the deli and so you could get like a pizza pocket or like a burrito for like a dollar and you'd pay through the office so every week i would get like 10 bucks from my mom and that was my lunch money for the week like so if i wanted to like 10 bucks got you through a week that must be nice so like i i had a system i had a finely tuned system of exactly what i could get every day and it literally went down to ten dollars so 
I can just say this in Humble ISD, it was a flat rate of 350. You got one of the entrees of the, you know, X amount of options. It came with a milk or a water and it came with a fruit. 350 each day. See that that's for school lunch. That's expensive. Yes. yes. Thank God my parents are poor and I was on a I got that for free. I was gonna say uh, Stroud was a dollar, but it was like regular school cafeteria slop. Um high notes. Um my birthday was Friday. Didn't really care, minus the cheaper insurance I'm looking forward to. Um Hallie Time went me, down like a couple bucks. Hallie got me a John Morant jersey. Excited for it. It's still, it's the one. It's the Vancouver Grizzlies one, so it's that nice teal blue, beautiful throwback logo. And it's funny because a couple Sundays ago we went to the mall. We went to the Woodlands Mall, and I went to that store called Fans, and they had jerseys everywhere. I asked for a John Morant jersey in the Vancouver, or the Vancouver one. They didn't sell it. So I'm like, all right, whatever. I ended up buying a hat. I bought a Vancouver Grizzlies hat. It was on sale. And I thought it was funny that I got that hat. And a couple of weeks later, she told me that – she had to tell me that I got a jersey. I haven't got it yet because she was going to – she was about to message, I think, Wiz. She's about to message you. And then she's like, no, no, no. I don't want to seem like that weird person. So she's like, I was going to message Gooch. I was going to message Witch. I was going to message Christian. But she ended up just messaging Rowdy about where to buy a jersey and rowdy told her some weird site that he used before <laughs> and it's been over a month and it still hasn't arrived so uh, it was probably virus. like bh gate adjacent something like that but she'll go the tracking number doesn't work um she goes to the website and when she hits occasionally it'll say this website doesn't exist or so this website got taken down or whatever so you know, she didn't you just to, you need to get her phone and see make sure rowdy didn't tell her to order this jersey from boldstatement.com <laughs> it was and still it was over a hundred dollars for that jersey i was like girl i know you've heard me say dh gate or something if she if she would have ended up asking y- y'all to or christian like she was going to somebody's going to say dh gate oh, yeah. dh gate is hard to navigate for a first timer though yeah not like, really i just i showed her was like so when it's straight at the search bar, Morant, uh, Vancouver, Jersey, whatever. When I went and ordered another one, 30 bucks. 30 bucks instead of a hundred. Yeah, but you're gonna I mean, order if you're that spending a hundred, you might as well spend 120 and get an authentic one. Or is it 130? It's like 130. Yeah. I mean that DH gate one is gonna come in and it's gonna be a four X and it's gonna be freaking 4x youth size i yeah i ordered it i wear a 2x and so i ordered a 3x because i'm still trying to lose weight you're just you're just still trying to hurt your feelings on these dh gate jerseys aren't you no because all the basketball ones i've ordered were 2x's and they're like i almost fit them so i feel like a 3x i'd fit and if i do end up losing eventually enough weight but they're too big i, I wear them over clothes anyways like i wear it over yeah. a shirt or whatever that, that, that's my issue why I have not pulled the trigger on an NBA jersey is because when am I going to wear an like a, a tank top NBA jersey? Like Yeah, like they fit without a shirt, but when I put a shirt on, they're a little too tight. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're wearing an NBA jersey 
with nothing on underneath it. You're a psycho. I know. People fucking wear that to school all the time. Um, I did pull the trigger on a Space City Astros jersey. Pizza Planet edition. As a Pizza Planet jersey, baby. Hey, I love Toy Story. Let's go. It's from DH Gate. Yes, I got an Altuve I, one. Spent they already bucks. got those on DH. I'm I'm yes. gonna need pictures of like every angle of that jersey hunter. So if I know them by the authentic or DH gate one, because there's so many little fucking patches and shit, I want to make sure the DH gate looks good enough. How about we both wear whatever to the Multiverse of Madness if it's here in time? <laughs> so I've got the hat on the way, and the Altuve jersey on the way. Um, but that's but it, it. It was thirty bucks. Um, <laughs> I bought my, or I bought my Alvarez and my McCullers jersey from DH Gate. Great reviews on both. The only bad review I have is the buttons were loose a little bit, but that's easy fix. Other than that, they fit perfect. And I ordered those two X. But um, I, I love baseball jerseys. They're fucking great. I need to get more. And then my mom gave me a hundred bucks. I used that to go on do shopping. I almost said school clothes shopping. <laughs> I used that to buy some shorts and some shirts because I'm running low on clothes. And then one last quick high. I bought my ticket for Multiverse of Madness. Cannot wait. Wish it was going to be in 4DX. I'm so pissed because why does it got to be 3D in 4? Because I can't do 3D. I'll get fucking headed. Yeah, the last through. 3D movie I watched, like I got like halfway through the movie and I'm like, I finished the movie and I'm like, this is the last 3D movie I'm watching. No, that 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 was me. Like I've I I've get grown a out. I've grown out of 3D. And I gotta wear. I'm I'm at the point where I have to wear my glasses at movies now. Like, and I can't wear 3D glasses on my glasses. It's a pain. Yeah. Um, I don't really have any like highs and lows. I mean. My life's been pretty boring. Uh, I guess my, my only real high, I think I've said this like three times, but another episode means another week closer to Vegas for me. <laughs> so still counting these days. Oh. Can't get here fast enough. Dude. Okay. So the high of my life, I'm a week late because I was gone last week, but you know, I went to WrestleMania and I was in the nosebleeds. But boy, did my inner child come out when the glass smashed and Stone Cold Steve Austin came out. Oh, my God. Like, I was, like, I, I was a child again. Tears in my eyes, doing every chant with the whole fucking crowd. Because the whole, the rest of the show was fun. But, you know, I don't know all the chants and shit. But I knew everything for Stone Cold. And it was fucking beautiful. I would do that again if I could. Just for Stone Cold. But that's all I got. Hunter, Hunter, Hunter said he had some uh, had some content for us. Or did we already hit those? Bitch, did you not read? No, I didn't read. He actually. said he'll save it for next week. Oh, yeah, I typed wow. it and said... So you said highs and lows, so I scrolled down to the bottom, so I cut that off. Uh, okay, never mind. Never mind then. Help. I was wondering why you skipped the highs and lows so fast. I was like, we usually do this at the end. We talked <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah, we we had fun talking about snail for twelve minutes. Hey, it was worth but, it. I, I really enjoyed the snail. Oh yeah, that was that, half that, half of the good content. I can yeah. save these other couple for next week. Oh yeah, that, that, that's good. Um, y'all got anything else you want to say? No. Do, 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 do. It's, a, it's a great place to wrap up. When do you okay. folks take us out? 
Thank you all for listening to episode 47 of Below 500. Hope you all enjoyed this week. Make sure, as always, you follow us on social media at Below 500 Pod. And check out our uh, store, uh, www.below500pod.com. See y'all next time. All right. Good to see you next week. Wiz, I'll see you in two weeks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.